welcome to the e-commerce fuel podcast the show dedicated to helping high six and seven figure entrepreneurs build amazing online companies and incredible lives i'm your host and fellow e-commerce entrepreneur andrew udary hey guys it's andrew here and welcome to the e-commerce fuel podcast thanks so much for tuning in today today on the show we're gonna be talking about conferences we recently did an episode about kind of the top e-commerce conferences you should be thinking about attending. And I'll link up to that in the show notes. But specifically today, I want to talk about how do you make the most of a conference? And joining me to do that is the man who got lost for 24, 48 hours at the event center last year for e-commerce fuel life. 48. 48. You were like subsiding just on the plants and the greens in the atrium and you know, security <laughs> guards might have found you huddled up. Is that right? That's right. Yep. Well, I appreciate you being brave enough to come on and talk about that experience, Drew. Anytime. This is so we told people which conferences to attend. And now that they've already gone and attended them, we're going to tell them how to get the most out of attending a conference. In retrospect, so they can feel bad about it, right? Yeah. 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 Perfect. <laughs> Here's why it was a huge waste of time. <laughs> Quickly, one thing I realized before we dive into the, you know, the actual episode, I haven't mentioned e-commerce fuel live at all on the podcast. And we are doing e-commerce fuel live. It'll be our third event. And it's in Savannah, Georgia this year, the 19th through the 21st. Maybe we touched on it really briefly in our last episode, but we are today it's mid June, June 15th ish, I think. And we've got, we've sold about, oh man, I think 95 ish tickets. We've got 125 and it's limited this year just to private community members. So if you're interested in coming, you can check out and learn more about it at live.ecommercefuel.com. We do have very few spaces left. And again, you do have to be a community member to join, but one to throw that out there. Cause I don't, man, I don't think I've, we've promoted it too much at all. So that being said, Drew, let's get into letting people know what they should have done at the conferences they attended last year. (laughs) So Drew, the first thing that kind of stood out to me was, I think, being incredibly selective about the conferences that you do attend to get the most out of them. Because it is, it's just a massive time commitment to go to a conference. And, you know, a financial commitment as well, but I think even bigger than that is the time commitment. If you go to a three-day conference with flights on both sides and the, you know, you've got, you know, it's three, four days. A lot of times it takes up, you know, the majority, if not an entire week, and that's work you're not getting done somewhere else. So being really careful about making sure you're going to the right ones, I think is huge. That is huge. You know, I think you've got to budget out how many of these you want to go to per year and, and sort of cap it for that reason. It's just, you know, it, it takes you down for a week and it takes me down for more than that. Usually I'm giving a talk or something. So it's like all the speaking prep time. But even as an attendee, like it's just that that's time you can't spend on your business. Yeah. And this is kind of a, maybe this is an over, overly simplified question, but because there's obviously a lot of value in going to conferences as we'll talk about here subsequently. But if you had to pick like the perfect number of conferences where you're going to conferences, you're networking, you're learning stuff, but you're not on the road, you know, every other week. Well, how many do you shoot to try to go to? What do you think that perfect number is? And again, maybe this is a really simplified question, but I'll throw it out there. Maybe two, two a year. Two a year? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say close. I'd probably say two to three, you know, maybe once every, you know, if you're going to probably more than, and again, totally transposing our, (laughs) all of our preferences on everyone listening. But, you know, if you're going to them, you know, every couple months, that's probably, you know, it might be a better use of your time to spend more time implementing versus, you know, going to conferences. Yeah, this gets to one of your later points, but I've run into a couple people at the conferences who on the conference circuit, you know, I've seen almost year after year and they're still 
talking about starting their e-commerce business and they're still, you know, still go, still paralyzed and going to conferences and it just can become this, not like an addiction, but just sort of an excuse for taking action. Like you feel like you're taking some action, you're going to go to another conference, sign up for another course. And at the end of the day, like with the money and the time you spent doing that, you could have started an e-commerce business, at least a very small one. Yeah. And that kind of leads into next point is I always, I think probably every conference I've ever been to, I prioritize the networking over the talks. Not to say that there aren't great talks that you hear and not to say that, you know, there aren't people that are going to give you, you know, give you information that you can't find anywhere else. But I would say by and large, so much information is online now if you want to dig for it and find it. For me, the biggest value add by far is getting FaceTime with people and building out a network, building rapport and building those connections. I agree. I think I look back on my 20 or so years as a professional. And I think most of the biggest wins have come through interpersonal relationships. Like, yeah, agreed. I've been introduced to the right company or, you know, the right client or something. It's always been through somebody I met as opposed to something I just kind of like read about online and try to implement myself. So, yeah, I would say, you know, like Nasim Taleb says in, fooled by randomness and they just like go to cocktail parties and and go to these things network like that's the important thing and in networking something that i think is interesting is, is i think some people think about networking is going into a room and trying to give your business card to as many people as possible and if i give out all 40 of my business cards fantastic no 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 do not that's the absolute wrong way to do it and i think when i think about focusing on networking and really connecting with people if I go to a conference, I would a thousand times be more excited about making one to two really strong relationships where you really connect with someone, you get to know them, you get to know their story, you build strong rapport, you sit in a corner and you talk for three hours and you really connect. Build a couple really strong relationships versus trying to shoot for 20 new acquaintances because those those are just so much more powerful. I agree. I think it's, again, when I look back several years to when I met you at Ezra's conference and we had breakfast or something. It's like that breakfast cemented our relationship. And it was probably more important than, you know, the 40 people I had just given my business card to in the other room. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I remember it finally, you, you had the, you had the poached eggs and you were wearing that really soft sweater, the really, the real, like the, the light pink <laughs> one. Oh yeah. <laughs> And recently I went to Steve's seller summit and I, you know, I met a bunch of people there on the, at the official cocktail party. But, you know, I went to dinner with Lars Hunley and Michael Jackness, who had been on my podcast and had lunch with Eric Siu, who runs an, an SEO or SEM agency. And it's like, those are the guys I kind of, I remember well, and I'm emailing today because you know, we shared a meal and we spent some quality time together just sort of talking about what they're passionate about and kind of what they're into. You get a you get a sense of like what they're really passionate about and what they're an expert at. And, you know, for in the future when you want to tap that knowledge or ask for advice, you know who to go to. Yeah, it just takes a relationship to, you know, in real life, Earl or whatever people say. It sounds kind of creepy, but it's true. Like you just the level of rapport you have after meeting someone in person is 10x what it is after even even a couple of good phone calls. So one thing I think that can be, everyone does this, myself included, 
is that a lot of times I think at conferences you have, or just in life, it's easy to judge people by their appearances. And especially at business and e-commerce conferences, it's, you know, at some level, a lot of times people are trying to size you up. What kind of business do you have? How many people are, you know, work for you? You know, how, what, what's, what's your revenue? All these kind of things. And one thing I've learned is sometimes, and actually often the most successful people are the people that are going to be the most low key and low profile about it. And there's a lot of times where you could be chatting with someone. Personally, there's been times I've chatted with numerous people and great people, very interesting, but I didn't necessarily think that they were doing anything that big or, or at scale or exciting. And then, you know, 30 minutes later, I come to find out that they're, you know, such and such is running a $20 million business. And so don't... David Heacock. <laughs> David Heacock, calling David Heacock. He comes to mind, you know, as one of those guys who's just very unassuming, yep. you know, and I, he's not the most extroverted guy, like doesn't aspire to be. And he's just there building a great, great business online. And he's not positioning himself as a guru. And I think that, you know, if you think the people at the, who are speaking at the conferences are the most successful, it's just like they there are people who are thousands and thousands of times <laughs> more successful than any speaker at these conferences who are just cranking away, happy to to work in in complete anonymity, you know, and make lots of money. You know, I meet a fair amount of them and I'm always impressed that like these guys could just own it if they did the conference circuit, but they have no interest in it. They're just too busy building their business. Yeah, they're focused on it. Exactly. So yeah, so don't be that guy that if somebody comes up and you're chatting with them, guy or girl, you know, they don't impress you within the first, you know, 45 seconds, you're scanning the room for other people to meet. Give people a chance. You'll be surprised at what you find out. Give David Heacock a chance. <laughs> Just listen to him. <laughs> right? Try to get past his glasses, <laughs> his haircut. I'm saying I'm expecting him to be listening to this. So. Oh, this is great. We're going to have to have you guys on for a little friendly throwdown at some point. <laughs> I like the banter that I'm, I'm hearing here. Check out when you're getting ready to go. And, and, you know, if you can ahead of time, this helps you maybe determine what conferences to go to, given the importance of just FaceTime and connecting with people and developing rapport. But always check out the guest list ahead of time and make appointments with people that you really want to connect with. Don't wait until like you're on the ground and there's a bunch of stuff going on and you know people you want to connect with are, are going on. You know They have their own schedule. A week before, two weeks before, ping people that you really want to connect with, set up lunch dates, set up coffee dates because that's why you're going. So make sure that you prioritize that and it doesn't get lost in the shuffle. Yeah, that's a great tip. And again, I had the opportunity to speak at some of these and I think don't assume the speakers are like behind some kind of glass wall. I think it's they they always get, you know, surrounded after they're done talking about something. So reach out to a speaker. If you see a speaker you want to talk to, reach out to him or her ahead of time and just schedule like a, a lunch or a coffee. And a lot of them will be open to that. Yeah, agreed. It's people are more approachable than you think, especially at conferences like that. And it kind of touching on speaking, if you can speak because, you know, going to an event one, it builds credibility for you, of course. But two, it makes it makes it super easy for you to meet just about anyone there. And some of the most, you know, you get a chance with most conferences are going to have a speaker's dinner where all the speakers get together, have a chance to connect kind of privately. And those have been some of the times I've made some of my best connections are in those speaker's dinners, connecting with other speakers. It's, yeah, there's a ton of advantages to, to speaking if you can at a conference. Yeah, I agree. I, I didn't do much of it before a year or two ago, but it's been great. You just, it helps you 
just preparing to give a speech helps you think through something and develop like a thesis or just an approach and just gives you some discipline in how you think. And then being on stage gives you the opportunity to sort of be, I don't know, available to everybody there. You do, there's a little bit of like pay it forward. Like you're, you're trying to pass on something that you learned to the audience and it's just, it makes you a bit of a focal point for better or for worse, but that for me, it's been great because I think I meet a lot more people by speaking than I do sort of going around at a cocktail party. It's easier for me to stand up there and give a speech and then have people come to me afterwards as opposed to going up <laughs> trying to introduce myself to people. Like Moss to the Flame to Mr. Snacky. Yeah. I didn't mean it in that way, but it's just like it just tends to be a little bit easier. Well, it is. I mean, you're, you're seen as an authority and it's, it's, yeah, And I mean, you get a chance to stand up in front of everyone for, you know, 60 minutes and people instantly it's even if you approach people it's easier for you to approach them because again going back to that thing where everyone in the world you have an instant credibility some level of credibility if you approach people because they they saw you upstage and yeah it's, it makes it easier to do intros so number seven is is if you can go to the parties and the events in the evenings i think where i mean we're talking about rapport and, and relationship building is such a crucial part of these events and that, I mean, you definitely build connections and memories. I won't say memories. You definitely build connections at lunch and, and at kind of the talks where you build memories and stories to share, which are integral. I mean, we won't get into social psychology here, but shared stories and, and fun experiences, those are made at the parties in the evenings when you piled in with like three people that you'd met and you're trying to get to know better and the Uber driver takes you to a complete wrong part of town and you end up in this like amazing, you know, bootleg bar. Like that's the kind of stuff that you can't, it just, it's unscripted, but it's, it's power. It's fun to begin with and it's just powerful. And so get out in the evenings, don't go home and no Seinfeld reruns in the hotel room. Get out there in the evenings. Yeah. You don't pay that money to go to a conference and then travel take the time off work to go sit in the hotel room and watch movies. Yeah, don't be doing that. So we got one last tip here. And you know what's funny, Drew? We've got eight kind of overall tips. So far, we've done seven. We haven't even mentioned talks. We haven't even mentioned content at all, which is crazy. Because that's, I mean, you think about a conference, and I think that's what a lot of people think right out of the gates. Right, right. So number eight, though, make sure you take action on the content. Because you can, you can get, even if the information isn't, even if it's not just groundbreaking, not available anywhere else in the world, you get this unique opportunity from here from usually it's very smart, talented people that are experts in a field. And maybe more than anything, you know, you're kind of forced to sit in one place and listen and consider what they're saying for an hour. Because a lot of times it's hard to do that on your own. You have it's kind of this forced discipline. So making sure you take action on that is really important. Any tips? I've got a few, Drew, but any tips on your side? That, do you have a process for implementing takeaways from conferences into your business or a way for taking notes or anything that you've used to kind of distill the information into actionable events down the road for your business? You know, I sit there with a notepad and I just take notes on everybody's talk and I'll, I'll make a little checkbox if I know it's an action item for me. And then on the plane ride on the way home, I process everything. And it's you realize there are like two or three purposes for these conferences. I think on the surface, it's to pass on a lot of knowledge. But if you think about it, like it's taking you away from your the day-to-day -day operations of your business for a couple days, during which you should think about nothing but you know how to grow your business. And 
you shouldn't think about like customer service tickets or, you know, where the latest shipment from China is or whatever. It's, it's like two or three days to block off and to be unavailable to your business and think about strategically where you want to go with it and what you want to do. And that's, I think that's the biggest advantage. You get everybody who will speak will give you some one or two pointers that you probably haven't thought of, but it's really just blocking off that time and, and thinking about what you want to do when you get back to your office. This is maybe a really silly question, but I'm going to throw it out there. A lot of times I won't want to bring a computer or I'll take notes on my phone. But recently I started taking notes like in paper because it's easier to write down. I can hammer through it faster. For whatever reason, it's in a tangible form. And I felt like that's a little bit more effective for actually, I don't know why, for whatever reason, maybe I take more notes, maybe I take better notes, maybe I actually, I don't know what it is, but taking paper notes has been more effective for me than, than electronic notes. Has that been the case for you at all or is that, am I just crazy? No, I've always brought a Muji notebook around with me for these for years. Muji? What's Muji? It's a paper good. Well, they, they make a bunch of different stuff. It's a retail line out of Japan, but they're like, get these notebooks and all sorts of different, like moleskin, you know, you get these notebooks and all sorts, but okay. there's one that I, I like, it's the perfect size to put in my pocket and that's what I carry with me everywhere. And usually a lot of my creative work and my notes on growth and things like that go into the Muji notebook. Nice. I think the big thing is just making sure you've got a good process in place for, and this probably goes for anything, whether it's listening. We listen to, as entrepreneurs, so consume so much content, whether it's this podcast you're listening to or a conference you go to or, or a blog post that you read. And, and it's, I think it's really easy to listen or read something and hear something and say, oh, that's a great idea. I should do that. And then it just kind of disappears into the ether and you don't record it and it doesn't get put in. So having some kind of process, particularly for conferences, but really for all the information you're trying to digest, where you can write it down, prioritize it, getting into a system. Like I use a sauna and I just have projects that they're, you know, multiple projects that are just to do for the business improvements where I can store them away. So when it's time to actually start implementing, you've got a great database of things to work from versus trying to think back through nine months of everything you've read or heard, which is impossible. Yeah. It's really important to process those notes as soon as you can after the conference. Drew, so are we going to do a, we're going to have a little anniversary dinner of our first romantic breakfast dinner at VCF live this year. When's our anniversary breakfast? <laughs> sure. I don't remember the first time we met. So you don't remember? No, I mean I remember where it was. I don't remember the date. Oh, okay. So if we have an anniversary, shouldn't it be on the exact date? Oh well, I remember exactly when August thirtieth, two thousand fourteen. It was amazing. I no, probably not. <laughs> but we'll we'll have to recreate it. We can do something romantic at ECF Live. I love. It. Are you making it out this year? Are you going to be able to come? <laughs> I don't know. I say that without having bought my ticket yet. <laughs> well, if you, if you can, we'll have to. I'd like to. You always choose great locations for these conferences. It'll be fun this year. A little out of the way, Savannah, but hopefully it'll, the slight additional work to get there hopefully should be repaid by the venue, which I'm pretty excited about. This cool private mansion, about 125 rooms-ish, and we'll pretty much be taking it over like like our private clubhouse. It should be a lot of fun. So, well, great. Again, if you're thinking about e-commerce fuel live, live.ecommercefuel.com, open to all private community members. And if you're not a member, you can learn more about joining at the event website. Drew, wherever it is, look forward to hanging out in person the next time we get a chance to. And thanks for coming on. Anytime, Andrew. Enjoy the conference circuit this summer. <laughs> thanks. 
want to connect with and learn from other proven e-commerce entrepreneurs? Join us in the e-commerce fuel private community. It's our tight-knit vetted group for store owners with at least a quarter million dollars in annual sales. You can learn more and apply for membership at ecommercefuel.com. Thanks so much to our podcast producer, Laura Serena, for all of her hard work in making this show possible. And to you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. That'll do it for this week, but looking forward to seeing you again next Friday. Thank you.